0: Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Utah's own Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation.
1: Hey, welcome back to Shouts of Grace Radio. I am your host, Steve Pearson, and we are super excited that you can join us for this um, Christmas episode. With Christmas being just a few days away, um, we're excited to be able to talk about a, a biblical story about Christmas and what surrounded the, 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 the happenings around Christmas time, what we know as Christmas, the birth of Christ. And we're um, excited that you can join us. And so, listen, hey, if this is your first time listening to Shouts of Grace Radio, we want to welcome you and encourage you you that if you wanted to catch up on any past broadcasts, you can certainly go to our website at shoutsofgraceradio.com that's shoutsofgraceradio.com and there at shoutsofgraceradio.com you can um, not only listen to all the past episodes, you can also drop us an email or a note or a comment um, of encouragement and we do um, allow comments of encouragement uh, for for the episodes or even some suggestions of maybe some upcoming episodes that you might want also I want to um, acknowledge those who have returned And as as faithful listeners of Shouts of Grace, uh, thank you very much for your support and also for the support of Key Radio. Uh, Before we jump into today's topic, I also wanted to remind you that this coming up Christmas Eve here, just in a few days, I also wanted to remind you that this coming up Christmas Eve on December 24th, Redemption Hill will be teaming up with River Community Church and Pastor Keith Radke. Many of you know that Pastor Keith used to be a regular on Shouts of Grace, co-hosting it um, and went and planted a church in South Jordan. And so our two churches will be combining for a Christmas Eve service at Lifeline Community Church there in Riverton. And so you can go to shoutsofgraceradio.com or rhutah.church for directions and more information on that. Well, this is part two um, of a series that we started uh, talking about Christmas from from last week, and I have in studio today a friend of mine, Mike Cunningham. How are you doing, Mike? Doing great, great man. How was your week? It was awesome. Oh, awesome, great. Um, me and Mike have, have been talking about this this uh, this season and kind of what it means is in regard to Advent and, and what that's all about. And so we started last week, Mike, and we were we were talking about Isaiah nine six: "Unto us a child is born; unto a son unto us a son is given." And and really talked about that that compatibility of Christ's humanity and his deity and why it is that 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 God had to take on himself an, an additional nature um, being that of human and come into time um, and be born and and grow up and, and really all of it culminates at the cross right where where he would ultimately atone for the for the sins of people because people couldn't atone for the sins their, their own sins themselves and so what, what I want to do today just a couple of days before um, Christmas Mike is I'd like to read a very popular story Story, um, in Matthew chapter two and then kind of draw out some things um, for our listeners that that might help them kind of understand a little bit more what what happens um, surrounding the person of Jesus Christ. And so I'm going to go ahead and read this on um, the first 16 verses. And so. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea. For so it is written by the prophet, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is shepherd by another way now when they had departed behold an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said rise take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him and he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod this was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet out of Egypt I've called my son then Herod when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men became fear And he sent and he killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that region who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and loud lamentations, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be comforted because they are no more. That... That mic is a is is a powerful picture of a lot of things that happens surrounding surrounding the the person of Christ. Um, to begin with, I, I think you know I don't want to per- burst anybody's bubble, but you know a lot of times when we see our nativity sets, and uh, we <laughs> you
2: were going here today.
1: Yep, <laughs> I know we see the we see the wise men coming up and all the other things, and and, and this story kind of kind of paints a little bit more of an accurate picture that 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 it's very possible and very likely that that when when the wise men showed up. Jesus very much could have been 2 years old and so Absolutely. the fact that he was in the in, in the manger isn't isn't, a, isn't isn't a reality but there's other things in here that are super important and I think one, one of the things Mike is that when we talk about the child that's born um, the child that's born even as a baby even as a baby he's he's drawing He's drawing a reaction, right? You know, and I find that fascinating. Talk talk about the
2: reaction that this baby is drawing from a king. <laughs> and it's funny how you have uh, this new movement on social media. Take the wise men out of the nativity scene. You can't you can't go on social media without seeing that. And I think one of the reasons for that is because so oftentimes with the shepherds and the angels, and we we see the the birth of Jesus. That's a very Positive and beautiful it makes for a great Christmas pageant. It makes for a great, uh, uh, you know, video clip, or, or it's very uh, inspiring. But the fact that his coming, his physical coming, was a scandal, a, an international, a political scandal uh, <laughs> that 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 had the highest ranking officials uh, threatened. And 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 you enter into intrigue, and you have wise men kind of going off script, and 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 you have um, a, a basic uh, visceral reaction to the coming of Jesus uh, in this political leader that had consequences and and made uh, you know was was very scary at the time.
1: Yeah, and and I think it's also interesting to note too is that in 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 the two narratives that we have of this, both in Ma- Matthew's gospel and Luke's gospel, in Luke's gospel, you know, it's. The people that are appeared to are shepherds. They're right down the road, right. right? They're 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 not very far. Just 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 make the journey. And here you have wise men who come from a far from a far land. And 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 I always like when I read scripture. I always like to to when it comes to the application side. God, where am I in this? Right? and and, and the truth is, Christ appears, Mike, to those people. Who maybe aren't very far away, right? They're, they're, they're right down the road. They grew up in the church, they grew up around the things of God. Um, and, and then he appeals to those who, who come from a wild background, who, who are astrologers, and, and, and their journey to worship Christ. Is, comes from a far distance land. But but here's the thing. Whether far or whether close, all are summoned to go and to kneel before the king. Absolutely. And, and I think that's an important aspect. Talk about you know, the person who might be listening that thinks, well, I've, I'm like the wise men. I've, I've come too far. I've, I've come from a, I've done too much in my life. That journey is way too long for me to get there. Talk about what, what Christ would mean to that person.
2: Well, the gospel transcend, transcends ethnicity, social status, skill level, genetic, I mean, the whole nine yards. And, and so you see literally shepherds and you see wise men. Again, that's probably why the nativity scene is a beautiful thing when you have them all together, because it does represent everybody who has come to kneel before uh, the manger. But what you have in this is, uh, again, just the picture that everyone is called to kneel. And, and so, like you were saying to, to, to uh, others, some people were born in church, like the shepherds. You know, they're close in proximity. And others uh, are all further away, uh, whether that be the mission field, people who've gone down hard paths in their personal lives, people who've rebelled, frankly, against their family, against the church, against God, and they feel that they're too far gone. And, and to that person, I would say that you're never too far gone for God because uh, he's, he's sovereign. And he is, I mean, he is, he's an all powerful, immutable God. You cannot run so far away. You cannot go so far down a path that he cannot redeem you, Hmm. especially during the season of hope. This is a time where people can humble themselves and get right with God and change their life forever if they're willing to. That's right. In fact,
1: to your earlier point, I think it's great to point out, you know, Jesus, is appealing to every social economical status there is right here. He's appealing to shepherds, the poor shepherds who don't have very many places to go, where where you know where they just they they don't really have that great of a home, right? right. But then he appeals to the king himself, right? right. Then he appeals to people that, that that are far away. But but here's the interesting thing: when the message comes that the King of Kings has been born. The current king loses his mind. That's right. Right, He's like, you know, the, 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 the wise men show up and say, where is he born king of the Jews? And Herod heard this and he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. When the real king, King Jesus comes, there is a threat to every other established throne. And, and, and there's a reason for that. And I want to talk about that a little bit more on the other side of the break. Hey, you're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio. We'll be right
0: back. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airwaves with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's conversation.
1: Welcome back to Shouts of Grace. I am your host, Steve Pearson, pastor at Redemption Hill Church here in Saratoga Springs. I'm in studio with my good friend Mike Cunningham, um, and we were talking on the other side of the break, Mike, about how when when the wise men came and and they told Herod, "We want to know where the King of the Jews is." It says that Herod kind of kind of lost it. He was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. W- with him, it's almost as if Herod was presented with this real threat. Talk about. Talk about what what coming to Christ means to every other established
2: kingdom. It means we have to sacrifice our kingdom that we build our whole life. We spend our whole life building our kingdom, our brand. We live in a a very individualist nature where we're the masters of our own domain. We have our we like it our way. Uh, Everything is marketed to us. And the fact that something is bigger and requires something of us that depending on who you are, that can be either a wonderful thing or that can be a threat to your personal sovereignty to your personal uh, way of doing things. And it's funny where uh, when when human beings get a little bit of power, a little bit of influence and some wealth, we like, you know, we are, priv- we're partial to that. We like to uh, kind of build ourselves up. And when we are then faced with the real thing, the, the real king, the real king, not fake kingdoms, man-made stuff. It, it, everything pales in comparison. And some people don't take that well. And in this passage, Herod does not take that very well because it threatens everything he has built. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm thinking of what we went through a, a month or so ago and um, going through in fir- First Kings um, at, at Redemption Hill. We went through chapter one and two where where when David's sick, um, one of his sons, Adonijah, just assumes and he takes the throne and has a big party for himself. <laughs> and and he gets all the all the all the right people and surrounds himself. And then cri- privately, um, but she was going to to David and saying, hey wait a minute you promised my son Solomon to be king and so David has this private coronation ceremony anointing Solomon as king puts him on his donkey right we're told and he actually makes his way up to sit on David's throne and while all this is happening um, Adonijah's having a party for himself right and he's anointing himself as king and somebody comes running into his party and says hey hold on you know stop the music Um, David has anointed Solomon as king and he's on his donkey and he's just riding in and sitting on his throne and it says interestingly that that the party ended and Adonijah ran in and he grabbed the horns of the altar in the tabernacle he realized uh-oh I deposed the true king and I'm dead by sentence I'm dead and he went and he grabbed the horns of the halter for mercy talk about how that relates to real life when a person realizes uh-oh I've been having a party for myself you know
2: what does that look like Everyone who comes to Christ has to come to the realization that they can't do it themselves. That as good as I am, as talented as I am, as wonderful, even keeping uh, certain rules and, and acquiring things or reaching potential, there's a certain reality that hits everybody that I need something bigger than myself. That I need the gospel. I need Jesus. I need forgiveness. And that is something that either people find a relief, or they find it something that they re- resist. And many of the people I've met and talked to over the years, who never quite have a heart, they're never able to quite come to Christ. It's usually because they have their own kingdom that they will not give up. Hmm. That they're in, they're unable to bow, yeah. like like they're they, they're unable to bow at the manger and give Christ control of their life and receive his grace and receive his forgiveness, because that would mean that they have to surrender their kingdom.
1: That's right. And, and I think in that case as well, you know, I think Adonijah realized he got to the point where he realized, uh-oh, my throne is a is is an is an affront to the legitimate throne. Right. I've got one choice. I've got to dismantle it and go ask for mercy because what I've done, it's punishable by death. I've right. usurped the true king and I think in every person's life, Mike, when when they get to the point where they realize Oh, my word, I have offended God. My, right. my sin is there. And and my throne and me taking charge of my life and establishing my life, it's an affront to the true throne and to the true king. The only thing I could do is step down off my throne and go grab the horns of the altar and ask for mercy ask because for mercy. this is punishable by death. Right. Th- th- this is a crime against God. And so and so I, I, I love this. I this idea of of of. You know, being the ruler of your own kingdom and realizing there's a greater king that's been born step down. But Herod doesn't do that. In fact, um, we're told I want to I want to talk about this. It says Herod actually does something really odd. He says, well, go find out where the child's at so I can worship him, too. And later on in the story. It would indicate that he didn't want to worship him at all. Right. He, that that, that whatever, whatever reason he, well, we know the reason, but, but when he approached the worship of Christ, it wasn't, it wasn't real. It, it, it had other ulterior motives. Talk about that and, and how that relates to, to real life.
2: Well, I mean, different people go to church for different reasons, or they, a lot of times the entry point can be for other reasons other than um, seeking God. And some people want to check it out. Some people have ulterior motives and, and, you know, want to be disparaging towards the church or or towards Christ or and some people are threatened by just, again, something that's larger than them, something that means that they have to be uh, admit fault, admit sin and repent. That sometimes um, means that they will uh, rebel. And and again, the the gospel is usually either received as as a as grace and comfort or is it is an affront to our individuality and our, our own autonomy? And in this, you know, you see Herod, who is this is an affront to him. This is something he kind of pretends he wants to figure out. He wants to see how we can get close to Jesus and get rid of this threat to his kingdom.
1: Yeah and 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 I agree with that 100%. And I and and I also look at this and I think man, you know, when when Herod deceptively approaches and says, "I want to worship him too." Right? right. That's that that really is you know, it's got motives behind it that the wise men couldn't see until God actually gave them a dream. And, and I think there's something important that is, you know, like, like you had alluded to, I think people come to church for a lot of different reasons, you know, and, and we need to sit back and we need to, to allow the gospel to play out in their lives. Understanding that not everybody that comes to church is coming with the purest of motives. Right. Um, but, but this one was a little different. This right. was one that not only was, was antagonistic towards christ but frankly wanted to wipe him out right and and led him and here's the thing that's wild is that this this thing in herod's heart didn't just lead him to rejecting christ it led him to wanting to kill christ to wanting to search christ out not to worship him but to search christ out in order to kill him and and i'm thinking to myself man you're a king like right. why in the world is a 2-year-old child such a threat to you that that you want to wipe him out and and Mike is it possible that that in somewhere in Herod's life in the back of his mind Maybe he knew there was some legitimacy to the fact that this king would rule and he was a threat. And so and so rather than searching him out to to worship him, he searches him out to kill him. Is there is there an insecurity, I guess,
2: is what I'm asking? Absolutely. And he does not do that if he doesn't believe it. You know, for him to go through that much trouble. Herod believed Jesus was who he Uh. prophesied to be. And that was the he was having his moment of reality. He was having his he was having that. It's just that moment of, of truth. Because otherwise, why would he care? Why would he care? And we see in our culture, people either try to absorb Jesus and make him whatever they want him to be, whether it's a political cause or whether it's a cultural thing. And they turn Jesus to try to get Jesus on their side through their own ways of of talking about things, or they try to disparage Jesus because they're having that same moment of truth in their life where when you hold up the standard and you hold yourself up to that standard and it doesn't fit, people sometimes don't take that very well.
1: Amen. And you know what? I see that in our society so much. I see this searching out for Christ, not to worship him, right. but to try and destroy him. And and it doesn't make any sense. If it's not real and it's not true, go about your way in your life and don't worry about it. But the fact that it draws a reaction from the quote unquote unbeliever proves you believe something about him, right? you know, and you got to face that, you know, otherwise who cares? Why would you, why would you even bother? And you know, in the, in the last couple of minutes we have Mike, I want to talk about, the fact that when they found Jesus, right, when these when these wise men found Jesus says they came in and they bowed down and they worshiped him and they gave him gifts and and talk about what the gift that man gives Christ when they finally get to the destination, they realize this is the king. They bow down and they worship him. What's the gift that we can possibly give a king who who comes from eternity and has all
2: things? You know, obviously he doesn't need anything we have to give, but one of the marks of true repentance and true devotion to God is to give him everything that we have, what, what little we have, we give it. And then what little is much when God is in it, we take our little bit, we give it to God and we see the amazing things that he does with that, he multiplies it and, and blesses. And we get to see our, that little blessing bless multitudes through the empowerment of God
1: amen and and i think in 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 the last minute or so that we have here, I think it's important to note that, you know, when a person approaches Jesus Christ, it's, it's not that you're, you're the end all, you're, you're the reward for God, you know, like, Hey God, you're, you're really getting, you're cornering the market on gifts here. You know, the gift that God wants is something that, that a man gives voluntarily, right? Sacrifices and offerings, Jesus said, you have not required, right? Um, But a body you prepared for me, the the exchange between the two persons in the Trinity is about Christ. Christ's gift. It's not about man's gift. Man's excluded from that reality. And it's Christ giving the gift of his life to the father on behalf of the people he's saving who could not give a gift good enough in order to worship God. So the worship of God is found when we tap into the reality of what Christ gave the father and we bow down to Jesus when That's we right. capitulate and say, God, you're it. And so so for the listener, we would say um, that, that, that if you want to give God a gift, you give your devotion to Christ. That's you right. bow down and say, I am wrong you are right surrender your heart to Jesus and that's the gift you can give the scripture calls that ha- having a broken and a contrite heart and so please understand that that God's the, the gift a man gives to God is belief in Jesus Christ hey listen we are out of time again for today um, we hope here at Shouts of Grace that you have an amazing Christmas and we look forward to being with you next week as we talk about a New Year's message God bless you
0: Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. At ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us here at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.